You are getting sleepy, very sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. Right, my darling? Yes, dear. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. You will not dislodge the hose and blast air all about the bedroom. You will not wake me, your loving husband, who yearns for even a single night of uninterrupted slumber. Please. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. Inspire treats the root cause of sleep apnea inside your body. While you sleep, Inspire keeps your airway clear so you can breathe normally and rest comfortably. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit inspiresleep.com to learn more. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at inspiresleep.com. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Hello, welcome to episode 95 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rampy and Crew patron supporters. Thank you. Please welcome Rampy and Crew patron supporter Cress's Queen. I know Hi, you have everybody. a real name, but like, <laughs> I know you have a real name, but I'm just so used to calling you Cress now that like, you know what? I'm, I'm honestly okay with that. <laughs> I think I even put your promo as Cress because I was like, whatever. Did. <laughs> no, I, I'm totally fine with that. I met one of the Patreon members in real life. We found out that we live really close to each other. And so we met. She was like, um, do you want me to call you by your real name or do you want me to call you Cress? I was like, well, what do you know me as? And she's like, well, I know you as Cress. And I'm like, then just call me Cress because I like that. <laughs> that yeah, works. I like it. <laughs> it works. I do too. <laughs> well, Cress is my spirit animal, so. Me too. For sure. She is my <laughs> I know, spirit every animal. Time that, I'm like, I, every time I listen to your podcast, I'm like talking along with you. And I'm like, yes, I totally agree. <laughs> or no, wait, what about this part? Like, wait, you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of talking along with the podcast, we are celebrating 100 episodes soon, which I'm really excited about. That's so exciting. My friends from Of Slippers and Spindles podcast are coming back to do that episode with me, which I'm excited about because I adore them. And I did a thing on Instagram, but I know not everybody has social media. So Please take a moment if you have time and email me, princekaifampod at gmail.com, your favorite podcast memory, because I'm really excited and I'm really happy to celebrate almost two years and 100 episodes. It's just been so much fun. That's just crazy to me. I know, right? Like 100 (laughs) episodes seems like such a huge thing. It does. And I still have people that have never heard of it, so. <laughs> that, that I can't believe. And you get those kinds of comments, like, on a daily. It's like, how at this point, like, Marissa Meyer has posted on her story, posted <laughs> on her Instagram. If you're following Marissa Meyer, how do you not know about the Prince Guy fan pod? <laughs> like, it's on her website, too. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, so even if you don't, like, pay oh, attention to social okay. media, it's on her website. <laughs> there really is no excuse anymore. <laughs> I know I had, like, on the survey feedback, one of the things people said was, like, you should try to find a way to advertise more. And I was like, please tell me how. <laughs> I saw that response and I was like, I was like, what on earth? Like, you literally comment on 
anything that is remotely probably, related. To the it's probably considered spamming what I do, but I don't know how else to get the word out. I know. Well, the first time you commented on one of my pictures on my like personal page, I for whatever reason my account attracts just so many like spam accounts. So I saw your comment, oh, you should listen to the Prince Guy fanfare, and I almost deleted the comment because I thought it was a spam. And then I clicked on your profile, right. and I was like, oh no, this is a legit podcast. I mean, it is spam. It's me like promoting my my podcast. Well, but it's like but... you're like a real person. You're not just like a bot. I it's am. like no, no, no. <laughs> but I see. I get listeners that do it too. Like every once in a while, I'll get tagged in a comment, and it'll be like, "Hey, have you listened to the Prince Kai Fan Pod yet?" And I'm like, oh, "They're helping Yay. me." <laughs> yes. Spread the information, guys. Spread the word. <laughs> so, what are you currently reading at the moment? I am actually reading Towering by Alex Flynn. <gasps> it's the second time I've read it. Yes, I was. I love this book so much. I did not think I was going to like it. The first time I read it, I read it kind of fast because I was reading it for a deadline. And so I kind of like skimmed over certain parts. So I started reading it again now that I have like a little bit more time to actually read through it. And it's actually really interesting. It's so good. It is. <laughs> it's like a lot darker <laughs> Than other Rapunzel it's a lot darker I'm like getting to like that like about halfway through I'm like oh wow I was not expecting that to happen okay (laughs) like I didn't know I was gonna have nightmares from reading this okay okay right I know (laughs) like okay so we're getting closer to the actual Grimm brothers like morbidness of their fairy tales I love it, though. Like, Alex Flynn is one of my favorite fairy tale retelling authors, of course, next to Marissa. Of course. Um, But Towering is actually a little unusual because most of hers are, like, fun and spirited. And um, this is, like, a very dark retelling. And most of hers are kind of whimsical. So when I first started reading it, I was like, what? Um, so she wrote oh, Beastly, A Kiss in Time, Cloaked. My personal favorite is Mirror, Mirror. Oh, so she does um, like all re- uh, fairy tale retellings. Yep. She does a whole oh, bunch so and they're cool. all wonderful. And I highly recommend her. Uh, if you like Marissa and her retellings, I think you would enjoy Alex Flynn. Okay, I'll um, I don't check think her out. she's as gifted of a writer in the sense of like imagery and um, including no. like poeticness in her writing as Marissa, <laughs> but I don't think anybody is, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of writing, you are a writer. Do you want to take a moment and I tell am. everybody about your books and maybe where they can find them? <laughs> okay, so I my name is Abigail Spajari, and my very first book series is available on Amazon, and it's pretty much actually available anywhere. You can get it at Barnes and Nobles as well. It's called Daughter of the Moon, and it's. I'm so bad with like trying to summarize stuff, especially my own books, but it's basically a twist on the whole werewolf concept. Um, And it's kind of set in, you know, the far distant future of a whole new world. And it's about this girl who has the ability to turn into a tiger during the full moon. Um, She doesn't really know why. She doesn't really, she's kind of the only creature of her kind. So the first book is kind of her just figuring out why she discovers there's a whole group of people who are after her, but she doesn't, she doesn't understand why she's kind of hesitant to like delve deeper into her own past because she's kind of afraid of this whole other side of her person that she just doesn't really understand. So it's, it was really fun to write. It was one of those books that like, as I was writing it, I didn't have 
a point B that I was trying to get to. It was just like, I just had this faint whisper of an idea and it was like, Oh, I wonder what this could happen. So the characters ended up telling me a lot about themselves as I wrote it. It wasn't so much like, Oh, this is what's going to happen. Here's how I'm going to get there. Kind of thing. That is kind of how (laughs) my current book is going. She has changed um, personality wise quite a bit as the book has gone on. That's cool. And I, I've been really enjoying that. So I oh, actually fine. think I'm going to use your real name in the promo and maybe include okay. some pictures and information about your books. Thank you. And then people can go read them because they're lovely. Thank you. I would appreciate that. Do you have any projects that you're working on right now? I actually am working on another project. It's another book series. And it's still like going through. I finished the first one. I finished the second one. I just started the third book. But I'm kind of going back because (laughs) I started these during the whole lockdown right after I read The Lunar Chronicle. So there's a lot in my current project that is very heavily inspired by The Lunar Chronicles. So I'm just trying to like weed through it and, you know, make it my own. Obviously, I don't want to copy Marissa Meyer. And I'm trying to find that balance between taking inspiration from her style of writing and outright copying her because I obviously don't want to do that. (laughs) <laughs> Plus, I, but it's I mean, understandable that happens. Yeah, so it's. I'm actually really excited because the first book, when I first started it, I had this idea, and it was like, okay, I really want to do this, but I have to be careful because it's already been done before. Not just by Marissa Meyer, but by a couple other authors. You know, just the, the very basic plotline itself had been done a lot. So it was like, okay, how do I want to do this? So I kind of just got into the mindset of, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna write. I'm not gonna worry about if I'm copying anybody. Mm-hmm. If it's been done before, how ridiculous it sounds, I'm just going to write. So that's that's what I did. And as I was writing, it was like, okay, wait a second. What if I went back in the beginning and instead of this happening, what if this happened? And then that would tie into this later. So I'm actually like getting really excited where it's going because it's like, okay, I feel like it's not – I'm not copying anyone. Obviously, I'm still taking inspiration from other authors, but it's starting to become my own original project. And it's like, I'm getting like really excited. I I took a a few days break. I hadn't written anything in a few days because I was focusing on school. And then as you and I talked about earlier, I was like, I was feeling some heavy melancholy this last week. Like I didn't want to do anything. (laughs) That makes it hard. (laughs) I started trying to get myself back in the mindset and I reread my last chapter and I was actually crying by the time I finished reading it. And I looked at my husband and I was like, I think I really have something here. Like, <gasps> Oh, I love it when that happens. <laughs> so I'm like super excited to see where the story goes. Yes. I have some ideas, but I'm kind of a pantser. So it's just kind of – I have ideas in my head, but I don't necessarily write them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just kind of start writing and see what happens. So that, yeah, um, I'm really excited to see where the story goes. I'm really excited to read it because I've been hearing about this story for so long now and I literally know nothing (laughs) about it. So it's like I'm really, really excited. Well, I did. um, So it's going to take place in a a session of weeks. So instead of chapters, it'll be like week one, week two. Oh, that's Um, cool. And I did. I did decide to start each week with a different self-love quote. So I spent quite a bit of time the other day coming up with – like researching different self-love quotes and trying to find ones that resonated with me, but also resonated like with the character and where the story and plot was going. That's a really good um, idea. Yeah. Patreon member Layla was nice enough to share one of one that she actually wrote herself and she's going to let me include it in the book, which oh, I'm really yay. excited about. Um, so 
yeah, that was a that was a really big one. And it's also good to keep my inspiration. Sometimes if I'm uh-huh. not feeling the muses on my shoulder that day, I'll read sure. through all those quotes and then I'm like, okay, this is where I'm this is the path that I'm trying to walk on. So mm-hmm. if you consider that in <laughs> outline. Oh, that's totally. Outline. <laughs> totally. Outlines um, can take many forms. Right. That's a really different uh, take on things. Yes. But I definitely had a moment when I was reading it. I got done and I was so upset, but in a good way. And I was crying and I just, I really, I, it was the first time with this book where I was like, I think I really have something here. Like I knew it was a good idea. I was going to write it even if no one ever reads it, I was going to write it. Uh-huh. Um, but it first time that I got done writing a, a specific portion and I felt like I really have something here that not only I can relate to, but I think other people it will resonate with as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really, really excited. Oh, I, I don't know when I'll finish exciting. it. But <laughs> that's all I'm, right. I'm really excited to finish it. My husband is like Yay. obsessed with trying to research like the publishing process and literary uh-huh. agents and stuff. So I was just going to ask, are you wanting to like <laughs> find a literary agent or are you wanting to go the more self-publishing route? I really want to find a literary agent. Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens. I probably, I figure I'll probably give it a year of mm-hmm. looking for a literary agent and trying to get it published that way. And then if it doesn't work in my favor, then I'll probably look into the self-publishing. Yeah. There's, there's well, pros I mean, and cons we'll to both. Yeah, you got time. There's a lot of pros and cons to mm-hmm. both. And um, for, for me, I want to try the more – um, traditional route, and then yes. we'll see what happens. Because yeah. I might also just get really impatient and want my book out <laughs> like, there and be like, you I know what? It. Here it is. Hope that's, you like it. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing with my first series. I was like, all right, I'm done trying. I just, I just want, I just want my own book for my bookshelf. I don't care if anybody else reads it. <laughs> I, I know for sure uh, when it's done, and I don't feel like someone will steal the idea and make it their own <laughs> or something. I'll probably share it on Patreon. Oh, um, good. Just because I have so many people that want to read my writing. Uh-huh. But I shared a little bit of my writing a couple weeks ago. Nobody said anything. So maybe you did? It, I did. When? Uh, I, shared a, I shared a short story that I wrote um, like, uh, probably a month ago now that I shared it. So Hang on. I'm pulling um, up Patreon. I, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, wait a second. Any, I never got any feedback. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess nobody read it. But everybody was always saying they wanted to read my writing. So I was oh, like, okay, so, here you go. I um, swear I check Patreon like several times a week and I still miss stuff. Yeah, it was – I shared it January 29th. January – okay, there's January 20th. So a couple weeks ago. January 28th. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to save it and it's read called, it later. It's called – it's a very short story. It's called Dispersed. Ooh, I like the way that um, sounds. And it, it's about um, a young uh, Romanite gypsy fleeing World War II and trying to Ooh. get to Russia so she can request sanctuary. Um, oh. And it – it might become a story too. <laughs> right now, it's a short story, but I've thought about I like it. Uh, writing. I've thought about writing an anthology about World War II with little short stories um, mm-hmm. about other. You know, if you if you look up like World War II, I'm sorry for the tangent. If you look no. up World War II, it'll be like six million Jews and others. And I feel like those others deserve to have a different name. <laughs> need to not <laughs> so be I've overlooked. About, <laughs> right. So I've thought about writing an anthology and each little – each short story would represent one of those groups. And so their story could also be shared. Oh, that sounds like um, a really good one, idea. this one 
this one was heavily inspired by my great grandmother um, and how she got safe. Uh, I will say by inspired, I mean, I was like, I have a gypsy relative who survived World War II. <laughs> um, and that's it. And I used our family name. That's it. That's like the only. <laughs> hey, that counts as inspiration. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing they have in common. But I don't want anybody to think it's like a true story when it's definitely oh. not. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, I've thought about turning that into a, a full-length novel as well. And and that might be something I write myself. It might be something I reach out to other authors and say, you know, hey, do you want to write a short story for this anthology that I'm working on? I, I well, really haven't fun. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. So I thought that would be fun to like <laughs> I'm one of those people, like I have so <laughs> many ideas in my head and then I'm like, I don't know what to write today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, those days are seriously like the worst where it's like, you know you like quote unquote need to write or should write or have a basic idea of something but it's like I, I don't know how to get there and then sometimes Forget I'm it. like in the mood to write but like I don't know what I yes. want to write you know uh. I don't know it's and then some days I sit at my computer for six hours straight so <laughs> yes. you know those days <laughs> yeah, are the best I think, it was, I think it was last week I sat there so long I hadn't eaten <laughs> so I was just so oh distracted goodness. okay I've never done so, that like I was just so into it, you know? I was just like, Aww. go, go, go. And then Quentin came home and I was like, what are you doing home so early? And he was like, it's 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> like, I was just at my computer all day, just writing, writing, writing. I was just writing. When the inspiration comes, you have to answer. You do. Because it doesn't come all the time. And it's it very annoying when it, when it doesn't. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I will have already done it. So... I'll probably share it on the Patreon because I know not everybody has social media, but Marissa okay. has agreed to do a writing sprint with me on Instagram. That is so um, I so I'm so looking forward to that. Well, it was your idea, so <laughs> <laughs> like I literally I messaged her and I was like, okay, I have someone who's been asking me to do a writing sprint. Would you do one with me? And she was like, Yeah, that sounds like fun. And I was like, Okay. No um, way. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I just so thought it was like is, a coincidence. <laughs> no, it was completely like, well, I've been I've been curious about writing sprints. I don't really do sprints because like if I'm in the mood to write, I'm there. I'm writing yeah. all day. That's my thing. Um, but I, I was like, this will be a fun way for me to like get the word out about my writing and talk yeah. to Marissa a little bit more. So that it happened on February 16th. And this episode is going to come out, I think, March 1st. So a oh. while, but it'll be a while. Yeah. Because we're recording this Stop. on Valentine's Day. I know. I realized that when we were scheduling, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to film like these episodes on Valentine's Day. It's so happy Valentine's I Day. Know. I don't know if you celebrate. Happy Valentine's but... Day. I do. I mean, I don't like have anyone to celebrate with, but my dad yeah, buys me candy. Valentine's Day is a thing. <laughs> Valentine's. I did I'm actually have a little Valentine's Day party yesterday. Yay! My uh, my husband doesn't care about Valentine's Day, especially because <laughs> our wedding anniversary is like a week before. So he's like, oh. I already bought you stuff. <laughs> but I bought the You're boys' done. presents, and my friend Janie and I are going to have a Valentine's Day dinner. Oh, fun! I, I think I, you can still celebrate, even if it's yeah. with a friend or a family member or your dog or your cat or maybe you Whoever. just yeah. maybe you just write in your journal how much you hate other people that are in happy <laughs> relationships. I don't however you want to celebrate. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so right now we're gonna talk about Fan Art Friday first. Okay. Because I saved these two specifically for this chapter, obviously. 
which we'll talk about it in the chapter, but this first one is from Mariana Doodles, and it's Thorn blindfolded and on the roof, and Cress <laughs> pointing the gun for him. And I really I wish there was a picture. bubble that said, uh, <laughs> don't let me shoot anybody we like. <laughs> we like. Uh, yes. Thorn is kind of giving me um, hiccup vibes from How to Train Your Dragon. A little I don't know bit, why. yeah. But, no, I like that yeah. a little bit. In this first one, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do have to say, though, Cress, uh, Cress isn't as short as uh, she's described. She's coming up to, like, his his nose. She's supposed to be down by his collarbone. Collarbone, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe she's in heels. <laughs> she is. She's in flats, remember? Oh, yeah, she is in flats because she was, she was going to wear heels, but then decided, no, I might have to run for my life. Maybe he's leaning against his cane and so Maybe. makes him look shorter. <laughs> makes him look shorter. <laughs> In this next one, which is from Moon Mirage on Tumblr, she does look shorter. You can see that he's she does, bent yeah. over. He's like hunched. Um, yeah, it's the same image. It's still Thorin with the blindfold and Cress helping him aim the gun. Um, but it's got a very different vibe to it. It almost has like a romantic aesthetic with the colors. Yeah, um, almost like it, it's Yeah. I was going to say anime, but it's not It's not anime. I'm thinking of something else. I just don't know what. But yeah. Oh, like, like cartoonish, it. maybe. Yeah, kind of cartoony-esque. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I And I love his outfit. It's very, like, Han Solo with it the is. around the thigh and the yes. giant collared and, yeah. I love his Han Solo aesthetic. <laughs> I do, too. And I love her dress, like, billowing in the wind. And yes, her dress. And I like, like the moon is behind, behind her. Yes. Yep. So pretty. Yeah, very pretty. And so both of those are on Instagram, Facebook, and our website if you want to check those out. Chapter titles from last week. Chapter 52 was titled Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. And chapter 53 was The Kids Don't Stand a Chance by Vampire Weekend. Um, Neither of my titles won. It's very sad. <laughs> I know. I have someone on the Discord chat was like, can we ban Taylor Swift? She gets picked a lot. I, and was, I was legit like, thinking that. Like... No I hate on like, Taylor, but really. I don't know if I could ban her because she gets picked a lot. Like, I'm not even the only one that picks her. Sometimes I get people, I get guests that pick her or I get suggestions from other Patreon members. And then she almost always gets the votes. She does, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, no hate on anybody or anything, but it's like. It's a lot. She's written like 9,000 songs. Right. Well, and like for me personally, I like when I'm looking at the song, it's like, oh, I haven't heard of this song. I want to go listen to it and like right. see what other people like. Because like everyone has heard Taylor Swift, whether or not you are a fan or not, or you like her or not, right. you know who Taylor Swift is. But it's like, oh, this song reminds so-and-so of this part of the Lunar Chron. I don't know. I like expanding my uh, my music library. I like that too. And I, I know I've had, I know after that, I got like 10 messages of like, please don't cancel culture, Taylor. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I get it if if people think there's too much Taylor, and I can try to tone it down on my side, but I can't ban her. Yeah, altogether. No one too many people like her on Patreon. There's 40 people. There's 43 people on Patreon, and I got 11 messages yesterday after that went up on the Discord. So <laughs> if nothing else, there's at least 11 people that are like, please don't cancel Taylor. Oh, that's um, funny. But I can try to, you know, narrow tone it down on my part a little bit. It's it's yeah. more than anything. It's just that, like, she has a lot of different songs. And they all seem, 
you know, they they seem to fit. I think it was M from MNK Talk YA. No, it was Katie from MNK Talk YA that said every chapter could be a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Because there's so many different songs and they all have such a different like vibe to them, even totally. if they are similar. So yeah. no, she's definitely got the market cornered on like you can find any scenario, any situation, any anything, and there's yep. a Taylor Swift song about it. <laughs> and I think that's why some people vote for it because they're like, I know that works, you know? Because yeah. I've also had people that are like, you always pick songs I've never heard of. I'm, I wish you would pick songs I know. And I'm like, well, go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess there's a, there's both sides then. Because like I said, like when I hear a song I haven't heard of, it's like, oh, I want to go listen to that and see what it is and see how cool it is. But usually I guess if you – for me, Usually for me, it's like while I'm writing the chapter, like while I'm taking notes for the chapter, I'm like, is there anything in this chapter that makes me think of a specific song? Like this first chapter, uh-huh. when we get to it, I kept thinking over and over again of this one song lyric while I was taking notes, and that's how I knew that was going to be the song. But oh, every okay. once I get done with a chapter, and I'm like, I really don't know what I'm feeling, you know? Yeah. Well, like so, some chapters, like I think it's 54, no, no spoilers, but I think it's 54 or 50, one of these, it's like a lot happens, like a lot of different stuff happens. Yeah. So it's like, there's not going to be How one song. <laughs> right. How do you pick one song for all for of everything. the different elements that are in that particular chapter? It can be difficult. Yeah. And whether you're a Patreon member or a listener or someone on Facebook or Instagram, like, please feel free to email me and be like, hey. Uh, I think this is a good song for chapter 62 or something because I'll mm-hmm. add it. As long as you get to me before I record it, I will <laughs> add it to the list. And if you okay. get to me afterwards, I'll just suggest it on the next episode. <laughs> there you go. So don't don't feel like this is only Bethany and guests. Like you can message me <laughs> anytime. That's that's cool. Yeah, I think people don't realize that. But I, I think I've also mentioned it before, like send me your suggestions. So Oh, that's good. I have actually a couple suggestions. Ironically, for Jason, like not not Jason and Winter, just Jason. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Let's get into chapter discussion. <laughs> we start with chapter fifty-four. Last week we left off kidnapping Kai. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best scenes in the entire series, let's be honest. I know. It still (laughs) cracks me up that she's like, you have to trust me. And then she literally shoots him like a second later. Yep. Dr. Erlon contracted the plague, but he also revealed to Cress that he is her father. It was a heartbreaking scene. I got to share some beautiful fan art for it. (gasps) So we're in Cress's perspective right after that moment where she says goodbye to him. This poor girl. Oh, <laughs> I, Ruth and I harped a little bit on Dr. Erland because I, I'm a little frustrated with how heavy handed he is on Thorn, considering, uh-huh. you know, it's not like the doctor has a halo and a pair of angel wings. No, he's right. done some really shady shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's basically mad at Thorn for being too much of a flirt, I guess. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think Ruth and I beat that in the last episode a lot. Did, oh, okay. It, I was gonna say I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> I feel like it needed to be said. I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like the doctor gets a pass because we're sad for him, and I am sad for him. But he still did a lot of shady. 
Yeah, that's I can. Okay, every time you say that word, I hear the that you. Oh, that I'm gonna say. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. I just I hear that in my head now. Um, I liked. I actually appreciated how how and when he told her, and that he did tell her that he did not tell her. But I don't like that we're trying to like forget that he's literally killed like thousands of people committed um but, yeah <laughs> lunar trafficking killed thousands of people with the draft like I, yeah. I and i'm not saying like that he's unforgivable or unredeemable but i just don't like that he like hates on thorn when it's like mm, what's the worst thing thorn's done and the yeah, worst thing you've real. done they don't add up. Let's compare so. and contrast, shall we? <laughs> right. Like, you know, I get that I get that you're supposed to be the good guy, but you've still done a lot of really bad things. And yeah. the worst thing Thorne has done is He's flirted a little. I mean, he stole the Rampium, there but I don't even okay. know if he the doctor is aware of that. So <laughs> like and the no. doctor pretty much hates him just because Chris has a crush on him. Like that's yeah. his only reason for not liking him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It just – it hits me the wrong way. Yeah. Maybe his – his he was, like, so shocked that Cress was actually alive. His, like, dad mode just came in, like, full swing. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't he know like, what to do. <laughs> he's like, I've been waiting my whole life to meet my daughter, and she loves you more than she loves me. This is so unfair. Like, and Maybe that I get. It. Yeah, I do get that. I would understand that. Yeah. But it is really sad that he died and that yeah. we're kind of – in this moment where we can't even really acknowledge or absorb the fact that he died because we're running. Right. It's, it happens. So, yeah. Very yeah. sad. And as you as you mentioned, there's a lot going on in this chapter. There's so much going on. <laughs> we're going to bounce back and forth quite a bit. Yeah, it goes back and forth between Cress and Cinder a lot. It does. Which is good and bad. Um, I like getting to have the different perspectives. But it is a lot to yeah. kind of keep track of. Yeah, it makes it less like, oh, I get dizzy. <laughs> right. So we're in Cress's perspective. They're rushing to the elevator. They have to get to the rooftop. The Rampion's there. It's ready to go. The door is down. But before they can get to the ship, actually, everybody starts celebrating way too early. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, no. Woohoo, we're ready to go. Jason, get the ship going. <gasps> oh, no, because Sybil pops out. Hey, <sighs> Sybil. I know. I know, I know. But I I love the description of her coming out. A figure appeared at the top of the cargo bay ramp. Her white coat and long sleeves made her look like a ghost haunting their ship, blocking their way to freedom. Oh, Mm. beautiful. Uh, It is. Oh, yeah. Shivel's one of those, those villains where it's like, at least for me, I loved to hate her. She was a horrible yes. person, a horrible person, but she was just written so well. She just she was just a really good villain. I would love to get a backstory on Sybil the way that we do with Lavana. I would too. Sybil's maybe is not a- as much. I don't know if she deserves her own book, but like I would still love to get like a short story or something. Yeah. Just as long as they don't make her a victim. <laughs> That is that's my number one pet peeve with villain stories, and that's I why I love feel Ferris. Bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't want to feel, feel bad, bad for you. <laughs> and yeah. I will say, like, I was very hesitant to read Ferris for that mm-hmm. very reason. Yes, yeah, so was I. I was like, oh, uh-uh. 
if you're listening and you're hesitant to read Ferris because of that, don't be. You will not feel worse for Lavana. You'll understand her better, but you will not feel worse for her. Right. She's, yeah. You know, like, and I, I mean, we're not going to give away spoilers. I, I just, if you're on the fence about reading Ferris because you think it's a redemption don't arc, don't be. Yeah. I, honestly, if anything, if anything, <laughs> I liked Lavana less. Like yeah, when I read I it, I was like, oh, geez, Louise, this girl is messed up. I was up. like, wow, there's, there's more going on than I knew about even. <laughs> no kidding. So we switch perspectives to Cinder. There's 12 guards with her. I'm sorry, half a dozen guards with, with Sybil. And Cinder is frustrated because she should have sensed that they were there, but she was so distracted by their success. <laughs> That she completely negated her she gift, which it. she does a lot. I'm hoping that she improves because there's a lot of times she doesn't notice things. And then she's like, right. oh, I should have sensed that. And I'm like, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> let, right. But okay. How long? Because it's only been like, because it was Scarlet t- took place over two days. Doesn't Crest take place over like four days? So it's been like what maybe two weeks since Cinder has had this ability to like practice. It's like, been a month. It's been a month. It's been a month since she found out she was lunar, and they were on the spaceship like her and Wolf and Cinder. And, like oh, that's in right. Between there was the some end of time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There was like a two week gap there. So okay. Yeah, because right, it mentioned, so. like, the last two weeks on the Rampion, you know. So oh, that's right. I, I forgot think there was she's time. still learning how to use her gift. I, but there are moments where I'm like, oh, it would have been coming handy if I you know. just. <laughs> yeah, also, but we again. we need drama. We need yeah. conflict. <laughs> we do so. need drama. Well, and she can still have it, like, an adrenaline rush, right? Like, she's not. Yeah, because her, like, brain will warn her, like, oh, you're having too much adrenaline. So I'm sure her adrenaline yeah. is just, like, she just and, kidnapped and the freaking emperor. Here. Like. <laughs> And I'm she sure she's a little friend. nervous. Her friend died. Um, well, didn't die, but we know he's going to die. She said goodbye to Dr. Erlon. She oh, wasn't, I was like, which friend? <laughs> she wasn't prepared to – she didn't know no, that was going to happen. She, like, she has him, a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. <sighs> so Sybil is like – Super proud of herself. She's like a little predator wannabe. She's sneering <laughs> at them. She's like, she ah. is. She's so proud of herself right now. She's like, yes, employee of the month again. I did it. Um, <laughs> employee of the month. Wolf has he his wound reopened, and Cress and Iko are the only ones who can't be controlled. So Cinder is like, oh god, what's going on? What's oh, going no. on? What's going on? <laughs> Crest tries to tell Thorne what's going on because Thorne is blind, so all he knows is like, wait, I thought we were good. Like, wait, why are we stopping? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Poor Thorne. Poor Crest. Sybil is such a like, oh, she's so mean. Oh, I know. She's so mean. But I do love that Crest like talks back to her. Yeah, we you know? see a, a cool little moment of defiance for Crest. Yeah. Yeah, she, she lifts I, her I chin. Really, I really appreciate that from Cress because th- that's hard for her. She still mm-hmm. calls her Mistress Sybil, um, but she doesn't mind snarking off a little bit, and I'm very yeah. proud of her for that. Well, I think the whole Mistress thing is probably just like that's what she knows her as. Like it would be weird right. for her to like it's not a, oh I'm submitting by calling her Mistress. It's she's no, Mistress. It's just her you title. Know? Yeah, 
it's her title more than more than anything else, right? So Thorn makes himself a shield between Cress and Sybil. Oh, the feels. Which is so sweet, you guys. I love that. For, for everyone that hates Thorn, like, I get it. It's fine. He's not for everybody. I'm pretty sure my husband would not like him very much. But he's trying. And I, I don't think, think I don't think most like, men would like Thorn very I don't think most of the Rampian men like Thorn very much. No, I don't think they do either. <laughs> I think he would annoy my husband. But also, like, my husband is not perfect, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's done some stuff too in his life that he's not very proud of so i get it um he but, never uh, like i think the main thing he's gonna hate is the whole deserted the military thing because my husband yeah. is in the military so he's gonna be like whoa not cool i didn't know your husband was in the military he is he's a I staff not- or actually he's a he's a tech sergeant in the united states air force i didn't know i did not know that tell him thank you for his service for me i will be happy to <laughs> So, Sybil is rude. (laughs) She orders the guards to kill everyone except Kai. So, she's got six royal puppets. Cinder takes control of the guards and they throw their guns off the the roof. Off the roof. Yes. And this is the first moment where I thought, that's my girl, which is the song I ended up choosing. She snapped Um, back. She snapped back, just like Cress. She was not mm-hmm. ready to take it lying down. She was like, let's nope. go. You want this? Let's do it. So she loses Wolf to Sybil because she was controlling the guards, and Wolf attacks her. And oh, this is so frustrating so because Wolf is, like, her biggest asset, and now yes. he's fighting Now her. he's against her. Yes. And it's like, he's and that's not. so frustrating. Yes. <laughs> and he's not, it's like, not trying to. I know. It's not his fault. And it's like. It's like, like yeah, how do I uh, hurt him? He and she even says like, okay, Wolf isn't the enemy, and it's like, well, no, but right. you can't die. <laughs> like, yeah, what like, are you I supposed you. to do? I know, God, that would be such a hard situation to be in, like, to be faced with, like, to be in Cinder's position right here. Like, okay, not that she was ever had the chance to like kill Wolf, but like, yeah, ugh. it's difficult. I don't, yeah, I don't envy Cinder's circumstances in the slightest. No. 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 The only part and I envy Cinder is when it comes to Kai. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that I envy I, her about. <laughs> I think with this chapter, like, what's so frustrating is just that it's basically just Cinder. Like, Chris can't be controlled, but she also doesn't have a lot of fighting skills or no. stamina. She's really small. Thorne is a great fighter, but he's, you know, he's blind. blind. Iko is, like, more than willing to jump into the fray, but... I mean, she can't do much either. No. And Wolf has been taken over <laughs> by the Thama. So it's basically just Cinder yeah. and, and Thorn Sybil. isn't a lump on the ground. I mean, right. Kai, so Kai. <laughs> Kai is unconscious. <laughs> and even if he was conscious, he could also be controlled. So That's true. Yeah. And I don't know if he took like fencing classes or something, but I'm guessing he's not great <laughs> at combat. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what kind of like fighting training he would have i feel like he would because he's the emperor but then i feel like well but the only thing i could think of the emperor training in would be like fencing or something yeah something like cool but useless (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly like uh you know like nobody thinks of fencing and then they're like oh that guy's got to be a great fighter and it's like "Eh, i mean he's good at fencing okay like 
Yeah, um, no. I, I guess fencing is like stabbing with safety on, but yeah. Still. I just think of the scene in the Parent Trap when the when they're like fencing each other with those like safety swords. Oh, right. It's like <laughs> it's like eh, that's not super scary. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There is basically a just chaos. Chaos breaks out. Yeah. Complete Everything chaos. happens at once. Cinder is trying to remind herself, your mind and body have to work together. Wolf is not the enemy. Like, she's trying to put herself in the mindset to control the situation in the sea of all this chaos. Yes. And she kind of does. She she takes control of the guards again, and she makes a decision not to stab Wolf. She doesn't want to kill him. She'll, she'll disarm him if she has to, but she doesn't want to hurt him in any way that could be fatal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Aiko jumping in <laughs> and throwing herself on Wolf's back. She's like, I'm but- just going to try. I'm going to do what I can. Like, let's do this. <laughs> and then uh, Wolf like almost rips her head off and she's like bleeding yellow silicone oil. That just sounds so gross to me. I'm sorry. Like It makes me yellow. so sad. <laughs> it does. It's like sad, but so gross at the same time. For all the people that don't like Aiko, they're probably like, ugh, finally. <laughs> I know there was talk in the Patreon Discord the other day about not liking Aiko, and so I'm like, oh, I didn't realize people didn't like Aiko. Okay, I didn't either. I I was expecting to not like her. I I felt like she was headed in the direction of being like the comic relief, and I don't really care for those kinds of characters. They're more annoying than anything. But I don't know. I think I- or Aiko adds. Sorry, I say Eco. <laughs> I think oh, she so adds Marissa, some. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, she does. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, she says Eco, but she has accepted Eco because so many people oh, say it. So she says it's okay. like canon now. It can well, be either one. Can be either one. Oh, okay, but I think that Eco adds something to the story. She's she's a character. I think she is still comic relief, but I agree. oh definitely. She's- She's her she's own not character. just there, you know? Right. Like, she's not just comic relief. She does right. offer more to the story than that. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. that about her character. Yeah. Um, but I love that she's, like, bleeding the yellow silicone <laughs> because it's another reminder of, like, she's, she's fake. not human. She's not but, human. But in this <laughs> moment, like, that's a very human thing to happen. So yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. Sybil takes control of the guards again. And Cinder is, like... You know what? The guards aren't my enemy. Wolf isn't my enemy. It's Sybil. Sybil Sybil is my enemy. And she focuses all her energy on Sybil. I love that. We're going to get to more of it in the next chapter. But because Sybil was controlling Wolf, she completely left her own brain open. Not even thinking that Cinder could even remotely get in there. And Cinder just slips right in. Yeah. That's actually my quote for the the chapter i love that yeah i love that wording that whole end well we are we are at the end of the chapter so go ahead and read your quote as wolf revealed his sharp canines cinders discovered where sybil's gift was boiling hot in her attempts to control wolf leaving the rest of her brain cool and vulnerable when wolf lowered his fangs towards cinder's unprotected throat cinder seized sybil's mind and attacked I just love that wording so much. <laughs> I do too. I could just create and it such leads a to it leads picture. to a really interesting plot. So I'm really excited about that part. Yes. 
So my quote, I already talked about a lot, but my quote was, a figure appeared at the top of the cargo bay ramp. Her white coat and long sleeves made her look like a ghost haunting their ship, blocking their way to freedom. Mm. I love that poetic entrance for Sybil. We might hate Sybil, but she knows how to make an entrance. She knows how to make an entrance, yep. She's like Darth Vader. She was was like, this will be the perfect dramatic (laughs) flair for this Bring me my good coat. (laughs) Like, I almost think that in Sybil's brain, she's like, oh, I wish I had a fog machine. Like, <laughs> yes. I just be look so much more intimidating. <laughs> yes. I don't picture any of the Rampian characters or any of the characters in the Lunar Chronicles as like specific people. And I know this isn't like as accurate according to the story, but I picture Anne Hathaway as Sybil. So Ooh. that whole scene, I can picture Anne Hathaway with her, you know, red lipstick doing that like evil smirk she does with her long yes. hair. Like I could just like, oh, it's just like, I I've can picture never, that so much. I've never pictured her in that role, but I like it. Yeah, I didn't either. I saw somebody posted on Instagram. They were doing like, oh, this person versus this person, you know, for Cress and for Thorne and for Sybil and for all these people. And the one of them was Anne Hathaway. And I can't remember who the other person was for Sybil. And I was like, ooh, Anne Hathaway. I she like it. would actually be a really good Sybil. I know Marissa said she likes Rachel McAdams for Lavana, and I am so here for it. Like, See, yes, that would be I'm perfect. not. I cannot no? picture. No. I cannot picture Rachel McAdams for – Lavana, maybe I haven't seen enough Rachel McAdams movies. Although I feel like I have, like I know her, like I know who she is. I know how she talks and what she looks like. I no, I cannot picture her as Lavana. I mean, like a version of of Rachel McAdams, like the snarkiness of Regina George and the girl she played <laughs> in um, the Family Stone. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think she could yeah. pull it off. Yeah. Maybe I just, in my mind. Rachel McAdams is more of like that snarky character, whereas like Lavana is more deviously evil. I don't know. I just. I mean, I think the perfect actress to play Lavana would be Angelina Jolie, but I also think she's too old now. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think she's too old. I think she's too old now. But because well, Lavana is only that, 35 and she's right. making herself like look young and, you know, pretty. Exactly. Not that 35 is old, but, you know. She's making no, herself she's look younger than to she make is. Herself, yeah, she's trying to make herself look younger than 35. Yeah. But I, I do think, like, in terms of acting chops, perfect. But mm-hmm. if we're going for, like, who could act it well and who's beautiful enough and everything, in my personal opinion, and she might be a little young, Jennifer Lawrence would make an amazing Lavana. Hmm. I, ha- I have to think about that and try She's and She's got such good it. attitude. She does have good attitude. I think she would have to have I, – I don't know why I picture Jennifer Lawrence with blonde hair. I know she has, like, had every color hair, you know, that's yeah, in existence. Yeah, I think she could pull the red off pretty well. <laughs> but I, I would have to – I can't I can't picture – like I said, just because I picture her with blonde hair. I can't see her in dark hair. I can't see her in that role. I'm not against it. <laughs> I think she had dark hair in The Hunger Games. She did have dark hair in The Hunger Games, but it was, like – Brown. It was like brown, and braided, and yeah, yeah and braided, and and in Mockingjay it was down, but again, it was like it was like almost like a black brown. It wasn't like an copper auburn brown, uh, red, right? Yeah, but, I don't know. I I think that she would make a great Lavana, but that's just you know a personal choice. Yeah. Um and I, I don't particularly know a ton of young actors or actresses, so. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and we'll know, maybe we'll find out. Maybe in a year or two, maybe. we'll actually have a TV show to talk about. That would <laughs> yes, be amazing. That would be really cool. <laughs> well, and one I can of the do things that on the podcast too. There you go. You could do the different. That would be actually be really fun. One of the things I really appreciated back in Cinder when they were uh, gave you the description of Lavana was I can't. I don't have Cinder in front of me, but I can't remember the exact wording. But it was something like how her skin was so. I don't think they said it was so pale. I can't remember the wording they used, but I really loved it because my biggest thing, I have super, super pale skin. I always joke that I'm so pale, I'm translucent. So it was yes. like, oh my goodness, this character is being described as like the most beautiful character and she's super pale. Oh, that makes me feel so happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's okay that I don't tan. <laughs> um, in that <laughs> sense, I wonder if Kristen Stewart would make a good Lavana. <gasps> Okay, I would be on board with that. Yeah. I think not, she not Kristen Stewart in Twilight because I no. don't think that those movies were done well, but I've seen her acting in other films and she does great. So does she, I think I've, she would make a good Lavana. I have only seen her in Twilight. I'm sorry, I'm I've seen her in Twilight and I saw her in the new Charlie's Angels. I think she was the amazing two. in the new Charlie's Angels. I loved um, that movie so much. Yes. And I loved her in Snow White and the Huntsman um, <gasps> and Adventureland. Right. I still want to see Snow White I, and the I Huntsman. I don't think she had the best direction in the Twilight movies um, because outside of that, she's actually a pretty good actress. So I think she would make a good Lavana. Yeah. Well, and not to get off on a you know Twilight tangent, but the character, Bella, I mean, she played Bella exactly how she was written. Bella was a very boring dud. <laughs> I mean, character. she was a very like dimensional kind of character. She was. She um, was. Because, uh, because the purpose of Bella in those books is so that any reader can kind of picture themselves as Bella. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't necessarily translate to a screen very well. It it doesn't. It just it I, it just makes her look like a bad actress. <laughs> Yeah, but she I think she would make a good Lavana. Yeah, I could uh, see her as Lavana. But I want to know what listeners think. Who do you think? Email me, princekaifanpod at gmail.com and tell me who you think would make a good Lavana. I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. So my song choice was That's My Girl by Fifth Harmony. For Cress, for Iko, for Cinder, even for Sybil a little bit. The women <laughs> in this chapter are killing it. The whole time, like, when Cress snapped back, I was like, yes, that's my girl. When Cinder was like, I got this, I was like, yes. When Iko jumped on Wolf and was like, roar! <laughs> like, I was just so here for the women in this chapter. And so that's why I picked that song. That was a good one. What was your song choice? My song was Fight of Your Life by Natalie Taylor. I hadn't heard I don't know who this artist is. I don't I haven't I hadn't heard the song before. I was just doing my research and looking for different songs and I just love this the song just totally describes how it's pretty much now or never. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um pretty much where we're at right now. <laughs> yes. That's our lives. That's where we're that's where we're living. <laughs> yes. 
Hi, I'm Michael. I'm Barbara. And I'm Lauren. We are the hosts of Badass Literature Society, a book review podcast where we take book recommendations from listeners like you, read them, and then discuss them on our show. Join us once a month as we dive into the books you picked and talk about them. And don't miss our bonus episodes covering all sorts of random bookish topics that come out in between reviews. Don't worry, if you want to read one of the books, the first part of each episode is designated spoiler-free, so you can listen and see if you'd like to read it, and then come back and listen to the rest later. You can find Badass Literature Society on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and anywhere else you like to listen. Now, back to the show. So, chapter 55. One of my favorite uh, scenes this is such in a good chapter. chapter. I feel like <laughs> I need a deep. Day. <laughs> I feel like I need a deep breath. I know I, I can't know. believe we're doing this right. chapter on Valentine's Day. This is perfect. It's like so perfect. For listeners who don't know this, we actually had a lot of obstacles trying to record this we episode. Did. It was like <laughs> it was like one thing after another. So we weren't supposed to record on Valentine's Day. It no. just magically worked out that way. And now I'm wondering if the universe was like, you need Cresswell to be on Valentine's <laughs> to Day. To be on Valentine's Day, yes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so we're in Cress's perspective. She's trying to tell Thorne what's going on. And Thorne is like, do you have my cane or my knife? <laughs> Just a quick reminder, Thorne is still blind I still and out asking see. for a weapon. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I kind of want to let you read the part that we're about to have because it's your favorite part, basically, in the series. <laughs> okay. So Thorne says, this is sounding pretty dire. I guess it's time. Well, and I wrote in my is, notes, okay. I wrote in my notes, now I swoon for like an hour. I saw that. I wrote same next to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll yes. just both swoon together. Oh, I love this scene so much. Yes. <laughs> While Cress's thoughts continued to churn through the horrible things that could happen to her, she felt herself being suddenly spun around and dipped backward, a supportive arm scooping beneath her back. She yelped and caught herself on Thorne's shoulder. Then he was kissing her. The battle became a hurricane with them caught in, in the eye, his arms cradling her against the wind, her skirt billowing around his legs, his lips gentle but coaxing as if they had all the time in the world. Warmth overtook her and Cress closed her eyes. She thought her arms wanted to wrap around his neck, but her whole body was vibrating and dizzy and she could barely keep her fingers clutched around the fabric of his shirt. She had just finished melting when she was suddenly righted again. <laughs> I love that she just finished melting line. I'm like, I know, yes. she's like, oh. she like just relaxed and it's like, we're done. So for everyone who's not a big Thorn fan, <laughs> just fast forward like 10 seconds because I am so happy. Oh my gosh. Yes. They kissed you guys. <laughs> yes. He kept I his promise. Like, <laughs> I realize they're about to die. Like, I don't want people to think I don't take that part seriously. But I'm but just such a way to die. romantic. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you're gonna die, why not go out with a right? Like, <laughs> and he kept his promise. <laughs> he did. He uh, promised her he would kiss her if he, he would give her a die. kiss worth waiting for. And he he did. wouldn't let her die without <laughs> being kissed. I love it. It's so beautiful. Yes, it is. So and then Chris doesn't even have time to like swoon no. because it's like, no, we're still in a battle though. <laughs> He's like, all right, make sure I don't shoot anybody we like. <laughs> I love that line. I think it's so funny. And he does he does shoot. Like he goes boom, 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 boom. And then he's yeah. like, all right, well, it was fun while it lasted. That yeah, was fun. When <laughs> he throws the gun. Whoops. So this red-haired guard pops up, probably high-ranking, 
Yes. Um, and he's like, I'm going to kill you now. And again, <laughs> Thorn pulls Cress behind him. Ugh, I just love Thorn love so much. He's so protective. Like, okay, I he get is. it. Like, like, he's, you know, he's done some stuff in his past, but he literally, like, was just willing to die. In, like, Who hasn't she done wouldn't. stuff? I know. Come Who on. We've all done Who's stuff got a we perfect regret. record? Come on. Who hasn't deserted the military? I mean, come on, people. Don't be so <laughs> I don't cold. I have done anything that bad, but I, <laughs> no, I, I definitely... I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the worst thing I ever did to another person, and I can't think of it. But I'm sure I've done something horrible. I can think of, like, plenty of stuff I've done that's been like, oh, why did I just do... Not, like, like deserting the military bad, but, like, why did I just do right? that? I yeah. mean, I've said things in my head that I never say out loud. <laughs> oh, I've done that before. Or I've thought about, like, cosmic justice where I'm like, oh, I wish this would happen to you. But, I, again, karma. I've never done it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Yes. I don't know the worst thing I ever did to another human being. I, I don't honestly know if I want to think that hard and, and remember. I know. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, dear. Like, how- <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind – is when I was like nine, this girl, Chelsea Smothers, I have no problem saying her name. She was really mean to me, okay? Okay, Chelsea Smothers, if you're listening, karma. (laughs) She was a really big bully, and she was so mean to me. And she lived right next door. So it was one of those things where it's like when our parents were watching, she was really nice to me. And then the rest of the time, she was just a nightmare. She was horrible. And one day... I was cleaning out my the refrigerator like that was my chore for the day and I had all this uh-huh. like rotten fruit and vegetables to throw away. <laughs> and I don't know what came over me, but she was outside in the front yard and she oh. was like yelling at me and making fun of me and I took the bag of vegetables and I just <laughs> launched it into the yard. <laughs> like it didn't go anywhere near her, but it, I it just went all over their front yard. <laughs> Oh. And her dad, like, came outside and was, like, furious. He walked over next door and, like, yelled at my mom and was, like, your daughter and blah, 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 blah. And my mom was, like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> she's, like, you were oh. outside for, like, three seconds. I told her everything that happened. And she's, like, I feel like there are better ways to handle this, starting with yeah. going over there and cleaning up their yard. So, basically, <laughs> I had to clean the fridge twice because oh. I had to go to the yard and pick up all the food that i had thrown into their yard that's the worst thing i can think of that i've done (laughs) oh that's the worst thing she deserved it she was really (laughs) me i was thinking you were gonna like egg her but with the like rotten fruit (laughs) no i've never egged her it didn't even touch her like i think she was on the porch and i was just like throwing it into the yard (laughs) basically what it is is i grew up poor and she didn't so everything that she made fun of me for was like you're poor oh that's so mean (laughs) so like Like, and I'm trying to think of some of the horrible things that she did. She took my homework one day. Like, she came in and took my notebook and threw it out the classroom window. And then I got in (gasps) trouble for not having homework for any of my classes for the rest of the day. That's horrible. Um, There was one time she uh, locked me out of the the classroom and the teacher had to come let me in. And then, of course, nobody knew what happened. Nobody saw the classroom get locked up or anything. Uh Uh, She threw food at me in the lunchroom multiple times. That's horrible. She was just not a nice person. And I realized we were like 10 years old, but like bullying can start at any age, okay? So, oh, my mom used to shave half my head when I was growing up. So I have really, really thick hair, Um, like really thick hair. And so she used to do the underbuzz to like make it more manageable. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so she made fun of me for that, saying that like I had lice and it made my hair fall out. <laughs> um, and so every time someone would walk by me, she would be like, oh, better call the exterminator. Like she was just a vicious little thing, <laughs> oh. which is why I don't mind yeah. saying her name. Um, <laughs> but Sorry, girl. So I, I really think that's the worst thing I've ever done to another human being. And you were like 10? Yeah. <laughs> It was not okay. good. I'm not proud of this moment. I'm not saying like you guys should go throw vegetables at people that are mean to you. No, I was just I'm trying like, to think of the worst thing I've done and that's the only thing that comes to mind. No, I'm like impressed because I'm thinking like, oh, I can think of something I did like two years ago that was like not the nicest thing. I am so <laughs> And you're like, oh, the last thing I did was when I was 10. <laughs> I'm not confrontational either, but it's like I'll do something that will like, like, okay, for one of our – uh, school assignments, we had, to, I don't even remember what we were doing, but we had to put our name down, like a, a list to sign up for stuff. And I put my name down last. It was either last. No, it was last. Um, and the teacher, he was like, okay, I don't want you to go last. I want you to go second. So he switched me from last to second. And then when he turned around, I switched my names back. And then he took a picture of like the black of the whiteboard. So he had it all written down. But the kid who the teacher had switched my name with, he thought that he was going to be last. So the day of class came, he was supposed to be presenting second, but he hadn't prepared anything because he thought he wasn't going to go until next week because he thought he was last. So I felt really bad because it was like, oh my gosh, I just screwed this kid over because I wanted I mean, my last really your spot fault. back. <laughs> that's not well, necessarily I, your fault. I mean, it's, I, I didn't have, I should have like, just not switched it and left it. And I did try and go back to the teacher and be like, hey, this kid was supposed to – I didn't tell him I switched the names. I just was like, um, he was supposed to go second. He was like, no, he's not. He was supposed to go last. Or he was – what? you know, I told That's him funny. he was supposed to go last, but he was supposed to go second. I just – I felt I'm really I'm usually bad. really non-confrontational. <laughs> like I'm oh, the type of I'm not person either. – I feel like this is going to make me sound like a tattletale, but I'm the type of person who just like goes to an adult. Oh, I don't even do that. I just – Like if I'm at work and somebody does something that I think is unprofessional or something, I don't go to that person. Like I go to human resources and report (laughs) it, you know? See, that's like, that's smart. I'm not even that brave. Like if someone, cause I've had issues at work and it's like, okay. I mean, I feel like that makes me a tattletale, but at the same time, it's like, I am not going to go to my bully and be like, Hey, you were mean to me. Like that is not going to accomplish anything. Yeah. So I really can't think of anything I've done that's been, like, super bad. You know what? If anybody is listening to this and they're like, I have horrible stories about Bethany, you feel free to email me and correct me. I just oh, about can't. you. Yeah. I, like, oh. am just – I am so non-confrontational. I legit can't think of things that I've done that genuinely hurt other people. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm not confrontational. I mean, I've done stuff like the, the classroom thing. Maybe – Maybe my definition of doing something bad is just like something I did or said that, you know, kind of yep. like was like a domino effect and this is the result. So I feel bad for that. Well, and I think I've mentioned <laughs> before that I have guilt gut, something my mother told me about when I was little. I lied once and my mom Aww. told me that every time you lie, it causes an ulcer and it causes <laughs> a cut in your stomach. And so anytime I lied, I would get like a horrible stomach ache. Oh. And as you grow older, you realize that my mom is a liar. My mom lied to try to get me to stop lying. and But it's still there. I'm 31 years old. I know it's not real. And yet if I lie, even if it's just like a little lie of like, yeah, you look great or something, like I get horrible (laughs) stomach aches. So now I just tell the truth at all times. 
That's smart. That's what I. That's what I've honestly tried to start doing because I've caught myself just like saying things like, "Oh yeah, it's cute." It's like, no, it's not. It's I. I personally I find it I ugly, just, but okay. I'm. I'm glad you the, like it. You know. <laughs> I think it's the guilt gut. I do. I think yeah. it's the fact that it will cause me to feel guilty that I'm like it's I just conscience. don't do things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could turn it off. There's definitely moments where I should stick up for myself more, but. Mm-hmm. I just go home and complain to my husband. <laughs> uh, but yeah. luckily in this chapter, our protagonists are trying very hard to stick up for themselves. There you go. There's a lot of like, I don't want to like just read word for word what happens in this chapter. Basically, the good guys are fighting the bad guys. Okay. Okay. I can get on board with that. <laughs> good guys but. are fighting bad guys. <laughs> There are some really cool things that happen. Thorne has a moment where he, you know, is trying to protect Cress and she ends up whacking the guard so hard with his cane that he goes unconscious. <laughs> Another I that's my that. girl moment. I love that. Or Thorne hits the guard, sorry. Oh yeah, Thor- Thorne does. But the the guard pulls Cress away from him. That part just gives me like the chills. Like, oh, she's so. And little. she's trying to like she's trying to <laughs> kick him, but her legs are too short. I feel you, yes. girl. Um, yes. Did you ever so see like, The Incredibles, the movie? Not in a very, very, very long time. Okay. Do you remember Syndrome, the like the villain with like the hair that was sticking straight up? Yes. Okay, that's who I picture as this redheaded guard. <laughs> He's got, like, the bright red hair that's, like – because it says somewhere that his hair sticks straight up. And I'm, like, what? Yeah, it are does. We, are we <laughs> – we going for the syndrome aesthetic? <laughs> and I love – I love, too, when Thorne tries to be cool and he's, like, spinning his cane and it <laughs> yes. falls down. Where is – yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. He's, like, whap, found my cane. Oh. <laughs> well, sorry. And then he's, like, okay, what's all the screaming? Like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, and this is where – this is where we take a turn, y'all. This is where <sighs> stuff goes down. I mean, I could talk about, like, scene for scene what happens. But basically, Cinder inside gets inside Sybil's mind and tortures her until she literally loses her grasp on reality. <sighs> it is some terrifying stuff. That is pretty terrifying. I mean, Sybil, like, deserves it. Like, I don't feel bad for her. I'm not saying Sybil doesn't deserve it, but this is disturbing, okay? It is. Yeah. They think that Cinder is unconscious because she's, like, so wrapped up in what she's doing. And they're trying to shake her, but it's not working. Thorne, like, tries to open her panel, and she's like, hell no. (laughs) I love it. He's Um, like, hang on. She's done this before. I know what to do. Stand back. (laughs) He's like, I saw this once. She's like, don't touch me. (laughs) There's no sign of Jacin, so they kind of have to take off on their own. Wolf, go get the emperor. Go get, get get the emperor. He's Thorne. around here somewhere. <laughs> Thorne says, "Go get Iko and the emperor. He's probably around here somewhere." <laughs> they think okay. that Justin betrayed them because how else would Sybil and the guards know that they're up there? Yes, which yeah, I'm sorry. It <gasps> looks like he did betray them. I'm it not. Does look yeah. like he did. And so, I was just starting to like him. I know. <laughs> So Sybil or Cinder and Thorne are going to have to fly the ship themselves. Which and I, I wonder how they're going to do that because Thorne is not the best pilot when he can see. So I, I feel like I it's know. like if you, you're trying to talk someone through something, uh, but it's like you don't know how because, wait, you need to see the instruments and then it 
you know, then it makes sense. He can't even see that. So it's I don't gonna know how be they're going to manage this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, everybody. I do like the moment where Cress can see this hatred and, and desperation that Wolf has. Wolf yes. grabs Sybil and shakes her and says, where is Where's she? Scarlet? Is she still yes. alive? Yes. And it's because oh. he's wanting just some tiny glimmer of hope that Scarlet Something. is alive and he still has the chance to save her. Yeah. I love and Wolf so much. Me. It does. He wants his alpha. heart. And Sybil responds. <laughs> the pretty birds. Her, her head collapses and she says, what? What pretty birds? She said before she was overcome with a fit of incoherent giggles. And then <laughs> Sybil basically raises both her arms up towards the sky and just cannot <laughs> stop cackling. <laughs> Which, again, I can just picture Anne Hathaway doing that. Yeah, I think Anne Hathaway would like, be a great so much actress to play this She moment. would. I love how that Wolf just drops her. Like, he doesn't set her down. He doesn't even no, throw her. He you? just drops her. <laughs> He's just like, done with Whatever. that. <laughs> I'm done. Our heroes escape, and Sybil has been tortured into insanity. Sybil gown. Some, this Witch. is a really disturbing chapter, you guys. It is. It's, it's, I feel weird being, like, so excited to cover this chapter on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're dying. Like, you're dead. It's like, there, it's like there was a romantic moment, but there's also, like, all this scary stuff happening. There was, like, literally two paragraphs of, of uh, romantic stuff, and then that was it. <laughs> yep. So what was your chapter title for this one? It was Can We Kiss Forever by Kina. Or Kina, again, I am not familiar with this artist. I just did some research on romantic songs about kissing. <laughs> and I listened to this one and I really liked it. It's a good one. You had it two though, one. didn't you? Oh, I did. What was my – it was another kiss one. I think it was uh, Just uh, a Kiss by Lady Antebellum. By Lady A, yeah. Yes. Which I, I listened to that one since – I think I listened to it since. And I'm, I'm not as crazy about it as I thought I was initially. I think because I've heard it before – I, it fits for that part of it. It does fit for that part of it, but I think I like the other, the second song better. a little bit better. Yeah. So I went a totally different direction. <laughs> I picked something based on what happens between Cinder and Sybil. I picked I Did Something Bad by Taylor Swift. That's a um, good one. First of all, that is one of my favorite songs. The lyrics in that song are such a clapback. Yes. Cinder does something horrible in this chapter. She does. But she does it. It's not a bad thing that she does it. And that, I think, is a very difficult line to walk. Um, and there's it not is. a lot of songs that describe a moment like that. Uh -uh. So I felt like this was a pretty good implication of what happens between Cinder and Sybil in this chapter. Yeah, it was, it was a really good, good song choice. Thank you. So what was your chapter quote? My chapter quote was actually the kissing uh, scene. Oh, or the kissing do you want to read yeah. it again anyway? Yeah, let me – I just took my bookmark out. Let me find it. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this. Okay. I'm chapter done. 50. Close the book and walk away. <laughs> We're done. My friend it was, was actually – page 485. She, thank you. There it is. Okay. So it was while Cress's thoughts continued to churn through the horrible things that could happen to her, she felt herself being suddenly spun around and dipped backward, a supportive arm scooping beneath her back. She yelped and caught herself on Thorne's shoulder. Then he was kissing her. 
I just love her. Well kiss. Well kiss. <laughs> and I love that she's like not expecting it. She's like looking around, thinking, oh, I'm gonna die. We're all she gonna like die. She completely forgot about that moment. She's like, whoops. <laughs> yep. Because it, in her inner monologue, it even says, like, I wonder how I'll die, which is very melodramatic. Uh-huh. Very melodramatic. Very, <laughs> very me. Oh, I would definitely me too. <laughs> that would definitely be my reaction of like, oh, I wonder how I'll die. Yep. <laughs> wonder what I'll get. Kick in the head. Pushed off the building. So my quote was <laughs> to be given any sl- any sliver of hope that Scarlet was still out there, that he still had a chance to <sighs> save her. I love you guys Wolf so much. I'm so sad for a Wolf. I do too. Poor Wolf has no idea where Scarlet is. I how know. she doing? It's like, is she that's alive? Like, that honestly is so much worse than like knowing she died or knowing she betrayed them. Not that she did betray them, but just, you know, something bad happened. Like, you have at least some closure. He has no idea He has no idea. He's just hoping that she didn't die, basically. Yeah. Just so I love Wolf so much. I didn't initially like Scarlet, to be honest. She kind of, like, irritated me, but I like her. I like Wolf. Like, the two of them, I like them together. I love Wolf so much. I could see that. Yeah. Well, I think also because when I read Scarlet, I had was like, okay, I, I don't care about this new chick. Like, what hap- what's happened? Where's Cinder? Kind of thing. <laughs> I don't care about this new chick. Where's Cinder? <laughs> what the heck yeah. is this? You know, I definitely, was- I definitely remember feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know. got into it pretty fast. Even not being crazy about her character, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm interested. In what's happening? What's, what's going to happen? Right. It was yeah, the same thing I, I though with I definitely understand yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I think too, because it's like when you read a book and you like it, you kind of get attached to the characters and you've, at least me, I, I get very hostile towards new characters. It's like, okay, don't you be coming in thinking you're going to steal all the thunder now. This is not about you. <laughs> this is not so about like, <laughs> you. You're so funny. I could totally see that though, just being like, yeah. like, hey, um, but where's Cinder? Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. cute. Where's Cinder? Where's exactly? Cinder, yeah. Yeah. Nobody wanted to talk to who's this Scarlet girl? I don't who remember asking chick? for her. <laughs> yeah, but I actually, I actually really liked. I ended up liking the book Scarlet a lot. Yeah, it's a good a book. Longer than and I thought. It is a really good book. We have there's a lot to be said about every dynamic in the series, but uh-huh. I, and I know I've said it like nine million times, but I do think that there is something to be said. For the very intense devotion, um, the, there's just something about the dynamic between Wolf and Scarlet that's hard to not appreciate. Yes, it is. Well, and I like, too, how Scarlet is very – I think she says something in winter, so I won't say it so it's not a spoiler. But how she's very, like, you know, kind of rough and in your face. And I get the impression she would be very bossy if she had siblings. But she's still – I, I don't know how to say this without like sounding all snarky. She's not like, I'm a strong, independent woman who doesn't need a man. Like she yeah. still wants Wolf. She still likes Wolf. She still loves, like, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't she has a She's good very much like okay with I want this. You know, like yeah. she doesn't hide behind that. Yes. It's yeah, that's a good way. She's okay with this is what I want and this is what I want. That, you know, done deal kind of thing. I yeah, like that I about her. I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. 
And I, I just love Wolf. I keep going back and forth between picking. Okay, Thorin is obviously my favorite man. But like, it's like, okay, if I had, I don't honestly know if I could pick a second because I love Thorn. I mean, I love Wolf. I love Kai. I end up loving Jason. So I think <laughs> what I think I've learned the most about doing this reread and going chapter by chapter and scene by scene is that I love Cress because yes. I relate to her so much. I've always loved yes. Cress. And I used to think Thorn was my favorite character. But I do think Wolf is my favorite male character now. And and like I said, it's mostly because there is something about that level of devotion yes. that is so desirable. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I and not necessarily agree. like in a in a like I have feelings for Wolf kind of way, but just in like right. a wouldn't we all love to have someone who's that devoted to He's us? That devoted that and I say possessive, I mean that in a good way, like the, but someone in a good way that, possessive. Right, yeah. That dedicated to making sure that you're safe and making sure that you're and okay happy. and, and yeah. happy. Yes. Like it's so sure. I love it so much. I love Absolutely. Wolf. And that's that's my thing is like I just I really do think that there's something to be said about the level of devotion that mm-hmm. Wolf and Scarlet have for each other, yeah. especially when you consider that they don't really know each other at all. Like, <laughs> yes, they literally they knew each other two days. <laughs> yeah. They've barely met, and yet they are just completely devoted to each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I do so think sweet. there's something to be said about having that kind of, um, that kind of relationship yes. dynamic. Uh-huh. And, you know, as much as I love all of the characters, and I do, you guys, I have a podcast about these, <laughs> okay? You um, don't have a podcast much- if you don't love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I would not spend 40 hours a week on something I didn't love, okay? No. <laughs> but I I just think the more I read these, like, the more we reread and discuss the chapters and the character development and things like that, the more I realize, like, I think Thorn is great because he's funny and he's real uh-huh. and he's genuine, but I don't think he's my favorite character anymore. I think my favorite male character is probably Wolf now, just yeah. because I do think that there's, there's, he does think more admirable things. How's that? He does. He does. And yeah. as soon as I said Thorn was my favorite, I, I took that back in my head. I don't think I can pick a favorite because like you said, there's parts of Thorn that I like. There's parts yeah. of Wolf there that I like. That If they could come up with someone who's like got Thorn's charisma, Wolf's protectiveness, Jason's loyalty, and Kai's humor and like roll them into one, like yes. we'd have yes. the perfect – We'd be here for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'd be here for it. Yes. I think that – I think that my husband's favorite is always going to be um, Kai. I know he says really? that, like, Kai – I know he's talked before about, like, he thinks Kai is kind of dumb. But, <laughs> I, I mean, in all honesty, I really genuinely see a lot of character traits in Kai that too. Quentin would find admirable. I think yeah. Jacin is the most like him, which Your I think husband? is perhaps – yes. Okay. Which I think is perhaps why he won't like him. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll like shed I think it'll just be too close to home for him. And uh-huh. Ashley agrees with me on that. So that's, Okay. I don't know Quentin, so I I can't form an opinion, well, but Well, see like Ashley works with him. That's how we met. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um he came home and he was like, "Hey, uh this girl at work is going to be your friend." And I was like, "Oh, yeah?" Okay. <laughs> um, he was like, she loves books and Harry Potter and she makes all her own clothes. And I was like, 
Okay. Yes, I need <laughs> I need to meet her now, and I like we that. hit it off really well. So, um, you guys can all thank Quentin for Ashley. <laughs> Yay, Quentin! <laughs> We're bringing Ashley into our lives. It was all Quentin. <laughs> That's cool. So this week there were two Easter eggs. The bonus Ooh. word hair appeared once. Next week we're going to cover chapter 56. Please rate, review, and subscribe and follow. Check out Patreon for a chance to be a guest with me and more fun perks. Abigail, where can everybody find you so they can learn more about you and your books? My personal Instagram is Abigail, spelled normally, Spajari, S-P-A-G-G-I-A-R-I, all one word, no dots, dashes, nothing. Abigail Spajari is my Instagram. I don't have a Facebook or any other social media. I literally just have Instagram. And <laughs> that's me too, so it's fine. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's I have the others, but like I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't put as I, much effort into them. Yeah, I had a Facebook and a Twitter for a while and I never used it. I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this, so. Right. Just have Instagram and my books. Like I said, they're available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. I'm pretty sure they're available anywhere you can get a book. Um, if you search, because apparently there was a book series already out called Daughters of the Moon. So if you search Daughter of the Moon, Daughters of the Moon will come up. So if you search my okay. name instead, my books will come up. I found that has been <laughs> the easiest way to good, tell people to find me. To just know. search my name. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. I wouldn't have thought of that. Having a similar... <laughs> Yeah. It's like, uh, really? Title. Yeah. When I was going to go, because Bajari is a very – it's an Italian name. So it's like you look at it and you it doesn't sound how it looks. So I was right. initially going to go by the pen name Abigail Grace, which Grace is my middle name. But I found that there was a, um adult author <laughs> – or author who oh. wrote adult books whose name was Abigail Grace. So I was no. like, oh, no, we don't want that. <laughs> Can't win. I know. It's like, all right, Spajari it is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you win some, you learn some. Yeah. yeah. You know? Okay. It's like, all right, well, yeah. I tried. You know. I, tr- I, did, I did try. <laughs> I did try. <laughs> I know. I've had people that are like, are you going to use Bethany Finger as your author name? And I was like, yeah, why? <laughs> They're like, yeah, why? Because well, your why last you- name is Finger. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I so? mean, I already have a a platform as Bethany Finger. Like, I'm not going to change it now. Right. Also, I like my last name. I think it's fun. I think it's a cool last name. Exactly. And you can, like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of room for, like, different, like, puns and stuff for, like, advertising or specials or contests. Like, you can do stuff with that. I am, like, a (laughs) built-in market. Exactly. (laughs) You're You're not as limited as the rest of us are with, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so glad you get it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so thank you very much for being here. I'm super excited. We're going to be finishing the book so soon, you guys. Oh. We have one, two, three, four. We have five episodes left of this book. And then we will be doing a Disney Tangled episode and a bonus Easter egg episode with Marissa Meyer. So Yay, that'll be very exciting. excited for both of those. And then we start Ferris in May, you guys. Super exciting. That's crazy. Oh, so stressed out with Ferris. <laughs> yes, Ferris is very stressful. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just oh, bad. It's just stressful. It so, is. Everyone, keep reading, keep listening, and until next time, don't get glamored. Bye. Bye.
The passages read for you today are from Crest by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was author Abigail Spigari. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Angela Wong. Thank you for listening.